Hello and welcome to Growing Deck Tech Fast, the content condensed Org 3D podcast where we talk all things fast growth tech. Uh, today I'm delighted to be joined by Omar Jelani, VP of Sales at Claritas. Omar has a rich uh, sales background with 20 plus years spent in advertising and advertising technology. Um, so yeah, Omar, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, my yeah. pleasure, Jacob. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, no problem at all. Our pleasure. So um, I think we'll, we'll probably start at the start um, and ask you, how did you initially come into ad tech sales? Can you tell us a bit about that, that sort of journey? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been a, it's been, you know, it's been a kind of a, a long windy road and uh, you know, I guess I'll go back very briefly kind of, you know, my first, you know, uh, introduction into the professional workforce uh, after I graduated college uh, many years back. I won't share exactly which year, but many years back, um, I, I had always known that I wanted to get into the kind of the sports industry, sports business industry. And, uh, you know, so I was able to get an inter internship at a sports marketing company um, here in the States. And, um, you know, and, and that, give, that gave me sort of a, an introduction to the wor business world, the world of marketing, obviously through the lens of sports and, and how companies leverage sports to, to promote their brands. And, uh, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed it. It obviously touched a passion point of mine being sports. Um, so I spent a, a few years um, there at that company, about three years. And, um, you know, a few of our clients that we were helping with their marketing initiatives, um, they were sponsors of Major League Soccer uh, here in the United States. And, and so we had lots of sort of a connection with, uh, with major league soccer. Um, obviously it doesn't, doesn't compare to premiership, but, uh, but still is doing quite well here in the States. Um, so had more connection and more, um, you know, discussions with folks at major league soccer. Um, and that's when I sort of made a, a shift to go over to work at the league level, um, at major league soccer and help some of their, their national, uh, uh, sponsors, corporate partners, um, and spent a few years there. Again, tremendous experience, um, and and then kind of made a transition into the world of media sales, having uh, done a lot of uh, work and helping our our clients um, engage with Sports Illustrated, which, as you as you know, is has been one of the foremost sort of journalistic publications, sports publications here in the states for many years. So uh, transitioned over to Sports Illustrated and, and very soon got into sort of a direct sales role where I was selling media. Um, at the time, it was very heavy print focused. Um, and then sort of, you know, my latter, later years at SI uh, was more focused on digital, uh, mobile, you know, with the, with the growth of, of digital and, and mobile, obviously. Um, and, uh, you know, I spent, spent many years at Sports Illustrated, great brand, great people, learning about sort of media and media sales, um, you know, honing sort of my skills as a salesperson, um, calling on agencies, brands directly, um, and, and really understanding, you know, how to, to, to be effective as a, as a salesperson. Um, you know, there's, I think there's various components. There's, you know, what are you selling? Um, you know, what are the sort of strategic skills that, uh, that are really effective in sales? 
Um, and, and being able to do it for a very recognizable brand was, was uh, quite enjoyable and, and a great experience for me. Um, but that's, uh, you know, and, and then my latter years of SI is when I started to get sort of this itch, obviously seeing the ecosystem move to, to digital um, and, 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 you know, having, or having this desire to kind of want to be relevant you know, want to, want to maintain my relevance in the marketplace as a salesperson. Um, so I made a change and went over to a company called Living Social, which I'm not, not sure if you're familiar with, but, you know, I think yeah. everyone sort of remembers, remembers the, the, the frenzy around the daily deal space and companies like Groupon and, and Living Social and, you know, being able to get these amazing deals. And, and, and again, they're still relevant today. Um, and, and companies like them. So it gave me a chance to sort of immerse myself fully in the digital world, um, albeit kind of a very interesting space with the daily deal space. But, you know, I think what was interesting, it was, it was sort of this time when, you know, you had these big publishing platforms, whether it was Yahoo or AOL, that were just aggregating an enormous amount of audience eyeballs. Um, and then they were monetizing that um, with, with advertisers. And, 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 you know, interestingly enough, at Living Social, we were doing the same, you know, we were obviously doing sort of these experiences or these discounts where you can get, you know, a daily deal. But the reality is we had an enormous amount of sort of uh, uh, consumers that were subscribed to our platform. So the team that I worked for, national team, was able to sort of take that and, and sort of monetize that amongst advertisers. Um, and, and so I spent a, a few years there. And then more recently, and, and again, relevant to this discussion, um, I, I, one of my former colleagues from Sports Illustrated, he was the first employee at a company called AdTherent. Um, and AdTherent was the first uh, mobile uh, RTB-enabled platform, real-time bidding. Um, so programmatically, um, you know, uh, uh, platform in the in the mobile space. So that was, you know, and, and I sort of came on board and, and sort of managed the territory, the New England territory at the time. But that was really my first introduction to sort of really strong predictive uh, targeting, um, you know, ad technology, you know, whereas in the earlier days, it was not so much ad technology, it was more about advertising around you know, content, you know, really premium content, whether it was sports or, or sort of, you know, daily deals, things like, but this was my first foray into understanding kind of um, how companies and platforms are, are integrating data into, into targeting decisions. And as you know, as you, as we know now, like it's all about data, you know, how can you uh, leverage data in real time, you know, through uh, machine learning, AI, uh, to make more informed or, you know, what we call predictive decisions. Um, so that was really exciting. It was a really exciting time, high growth, obviously many brands, you know, the programmatic ecosystem was scaling uh, tremendously. So um, it was, it was an exciting time to be part of sort of this idea of machine learning, big data, data science. And, uh, and now today, you know, I've sort of taken that sort of media sales background and, and now applying it to something that's very relevant, which is measurement. You know, um, brands, all brands have a desire and need for enhanced uh, measurement attribution. Um, so that's kind of where I'm focused now. Uh, and, uh, 
it's been it's been an exciting time with all the things that are going on in the ecosystem, which I'm sure we'll discuss a few. But uh, that's that's kind of the the, the long winded uh, journey that I've uh, that I've been on since I started. Yeah, great. Well, thanks for thanks for sharing, and it's it's great to or really fascinating to hear you talking about that. You know that change where we came into what we now know as ad tech. Um, and yeah, that, that exciting period in time where you first experienced that, I think it's probably easy for us to take it for granted or to forget how things have, have changed in a relatively uh, quick um, and small space yeah. of time. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's every year, you know, it's, it's really difficult to, to keep up with, with the change. And, and, you know, I think it speaks to companies that can be nimble, you know, and, and, and build and innovate. Um, to, to stay with sort of the, the demand, uh, the client, the brand, you know, the marketer's demand in, at least in this ecosystem. So it's been, uh, it, it's never, never a dull moment. And, um, you know, looking forward to what 22 has, has to, uh, to bring us. Yeah, sure. Well, speaking of 2022 and all that stuff, um, you know, what, what are some of the key changes that you've seen maybe in the, in the last five years compared to, you know, what, what we're seeing now? Yeah, it's a good question. I think I think you know, back five, ten years ago, you didn't have as much sort of real time, you know, uh, real time decisioning. You know, it, it, it's been something that's grown over you know over the past I would say five, ten years. Um, whereas now, many marketers are really expecting to be working in in a, in a way that you know again in real time you can decide if a, if a consumer is the right consumer based on an ad call you know through a programmatic platform um, you know so there's there's that need there's that desire to more effectively target and and optimize you know your your dollars um, to to get the highest uh, ROAS as a return on ad spend but then you couple that with sort of this increase um, need for privacy. Um, you know, I think that's, that's what everyone talks about, whether it's, you know, uh, Congress or, 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 or the marketing, the IAB, or, you know, various people in the marketing ecosystem is like, okay, how is privacy, um, consumer privacy going to affect the ability of marketers to, to, uh, do their job effectively, um, in their minds and, and reach the most relevant consumers, um, that again, to drive the best return on investment. Um, so I think, you know, with the, the, uh, the constant updates that uh, Apple makes, you know, I think the big one recently was the iOS 14.5, which gives the consumer the, the choice. And, and you probably see it, we all see it here, um, where after 14.5 was enabled or launched and I updated my device, it, every time I would click on an app, it would ask me, do you want to be tracked? Or, or, or not tracked. And, and reality is, even though I work in the marketing ecosystem, like, yeah, it's an easy choice. Like, you know, don't track me, you know? But it's, it's funny because I think I'm obviously of an older generation than, than you and, and, you know, many others. And I, I, I get this sense that, you know, this younger generation of, you know, people that are joining the professional workforce today um, are, are in some ways more open to, to being tracked because it might give them more relevant content, you know? Um, so I think, I think it's interesting where people kind of in my demo might be very apprehensive and, and, and not want to be tracked at all. But 
suffice to say it's it's you know those are some of the big changes and you know we may be going into a period where you know you're looking at kind of consumers and targeting through a more sort of macro lens you know through like general demographic psychographic shopping behavior you know through things that might not be as deterministic like a device id or a, a cookie id which i know there's you know there, there's every year there's further cookie deprecation uh, based on what google and, and and apple are doing so um yeah so i think it's it's the changes are sort of related to privacy um and uh and you know and the, the marketers the the marketing platforms companies like my like claritas where i work we will continue to evolve based on on the updates in the in the privacy landscape so yeah yeah fascinating and, and what what's the feeling on the ground in terms of the you know the clients that you service whether an agency or brands you know a are people worried or do people feel that there is enough out there to, um, you know, allow them to, to keep marketing and advertising um, in an accurate way? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I wouldn't say it's worry, but I think it's more like people are marketers obviously want to be very conscientious um, of how they're viewed in the in the consumer from the consumers, you know, um, and they want to ensure that the the marketing providers that they work with whether they're targeting platforms publishers um you know measurement attribution solutions that we all have very strong privacy uh policies um and 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 again you know we we go through various certifications um to to stay up to date on our on our security practices and standards um so you know i think it's it's marketers are always going to want to sort of be sort of i think for the most part push the limits as, as much as they can you know when you have certain categories banking finance that have to be uh healthcare that have to be very very careful as it relates to consumer privacy and then you have others that are you know what i would call maybe um a lot of the, the direct consumer brands in the audio space that over the past five ten years in podcast space you know they you know they're not they're not so worried about you know, the, uh, pushing the limits. They want to understand the best way to reach an in-market consumer for a, a product that they're selling. So I think there, it, there's a spectrum of, of how people view privacy. Some are more willing to sort of, you know, push the envelope. Others, you know, uh, want to remain and have to remain very sort of compliant um, to the letter of the law, if you will. Um, but I think, I think it's just you know ensuring that the partners that you've chosen and, and are working with take privacy seriously as we do here. Um, you know, GDPR doesn't really come into play for us because we are 100% focused on the US, um, but CCPA and, and you know, knowing that other laws that are being drafted by other states uh, will, will be coming into law soon, I'm sure, um, that are, that are you know, similar to CCPA. So just staying ahead of the curve on that front. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. And I know you touched on sort of the, the audio space there. Um, I know that sort of plays a feature in what you guys do at Claritas. So yeah, tell us a bit about where you see the audio space, um, what's going on there. And then maybe after that, we could yeah hear about where Claritas sit in the, in the ad tech landscape. Yeah. I mean, I think audio is very exciting. You know, I'm not sure about you. I would imagine you are a consumer uh, you know, and, and when I say audio, there's there's various sort of ways you can define audio, you know, everything from, you know, 
I get in my car in the morning, turn on the radio and are scanning through the radio stations. That's audio, you know, terrest what it's called terrestrial radio. Um, and then, you know, more recently, it was, you know, Pandora, iHeart, Spotify, streaming, you know, so I can get all my audio content, um, primarily music um, through streaming, you know, streaming my, my, my favorite music, my favorite music genres. And then, you know, and, and, and podcast is something that has been around for quite some time, but, but from, a, from a true marketing sort of explosion, um, if you will, I would say the last five, 10 years has really seen the podcast ecosystem um, grow and flourish um, with marketers. And, you know, I, I think it speaks to just the, the, the unique relationship um, that a listener has with his or her favorite podcast. You know, I have my list of podcasts that are my favorites. And, I, you know, again, it, I listen to them for a specific reason. You know, they might be sports related. They might be business related, entrepreneurship related. Um, but I trust these, these, these people, these hosts that, I, that, that sort of, you know, I listen to anywhere from a half an hour to an hour and a half on a daily basis. And, and, and what, you know, what has happened is that, as you can probably recall, when you listen to a podcast, you'll hear, um, you know, you'll hear like, hey, if you're, you'll hear a promotion, some kind of promotion of a brand, you know, let's, let's take a big category in the podcast space, the whole sleep category, mattresses and companies like Purple, Casper, Helix, Nectar, um, all very, very competitive. But uh, I would say out of, if there's any one category that has flourished the most from the podcast ecosystem, it's that category. Um, because you can have someone like a, a Conan O'Brien that, you know, has millions of listeners um, talk about, you know, hey, I, I just, I just want to say that I got a Nectar mattress uh, a month ago, and undeniably, I've gotten the best sleep I have ever gotten. And, and so you have these millions of listeners listening to this as, and, and in a very authentic, organic voice. Um, that the brand or the, the, the announcer or the host is speaking about their brand. And so it's very compelling. It, it works really well. But the, the challenge is that, you know, so on the Conan O'Brien show, you might hear him say, if you're interested in getting a, a Nectar mattress, you know, we can provide a special 15% discount if you use the code, you know, um, Conan.com or Nectar.com slash Conan. Um, the challenge with that is that, People, listeners, consumers don't use vanity URLs, um, not very often at all. Um, they might go to Google, they might go organically to a website. So, you know, traditionally marketers would use that vanity URL as a measure of success. Like how many times were people redeeming that, that URL um, or going to that URL? Um, but now today, I think what's really exciting, you have companies like ours and others that are sort of pixel-based measurement solutions that can provide a sort of a, a more holistic and more accurate view of attribution um, in the audio space, whether it's podcast, um, streaming, um, terrestrial radio is still difficult, although we are doing some testing with some of the bigger partners, um, because the reality is there's still, when you think of audio, the lion's share of revenue or ad dollars is still going to terrestrial radio. Obviously streaming and podcast is growing, but, but terrestrial radio is still a big piece of the pie. So um, the hope is that we will ultimately have kind of a seamless 
unified solution that can measure across any audio channel. But just from a listenership alone, I, I listen to podcasts. I love the ad experience. And uh, so it's been really fun for us as a company to, to come to the market, provide marketers, um, agencies, and even publishing platforms with uh, a, a more enhanced measurement solution, attribution solution, which truly provides more accurate depiction of, of how well the audio uh, is performing. And that can be just kind of just standard attribution where, you know, I say I measure a million uh, podcast exposures and I tell a brand, hey, we can attribute 500 conversions to these million podcast exposures. But a, a really exciting place that we're playing in now, and I think something that Claritas is really building uh, sort of the market leading reputation for is lift incrementality measurement. Um, and, and lift incrementality, and it goes back to some of the things that we've been talking about with the, the increase in privacy and security, um, lift incrementality, I can see as playing a much bigger role going forward in the, the marketing measurement ecosystem where, you know, you, you isolate the effect of a specific channel, you know, um, to, to a brand's uh, conversions, you know, or KPIs. So if a brand is running branded search, social, display, TV, and audio, you know, we have the ability to say, okay, we just want to isolate the effect of your audio buy on the number of conversions you see on a monthly basis. Um, and, and, and so that's exciting because it, it allows brands and marketers who are maybe just testing the waters, aren't familiar with the audio ecosystem, but know that it's, it's very compelling. It allows them to truly sort of test it and ensure that, hey, audio is going to be a good strategy for us um, because we are seeing incrementality, um, you know, with the, with the testing that we're seeing. So I would say it, it, out of any area, that's a really exciting place that we're playing and, and, and providing a, a ton of value to the clients that we work with, whether they're agencies or publishers or brands directly. Yeah, fantastic. Fascinating. And that's your focus then, this, the measurement and optimization piece. That, that is, is that your key focus in the business? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for me specifically, um, you know, Claritas is a company that's been around for decades and, and it really built its core foundational offering around audience identification. You know, understanding consumers, as I mentioned before, specifically U.S. focused, but understanding consumers and, and households through the lens of their various uh, our various segmentation offerings, so demographic, psychographic, shopping behavior, you know, having a really good understanding and, and helping brands, one, identify, you know, say their CRM, like, who are these people? You know, who are, are your, your customers? What kind of, um, you know, uh, financial categories do they fit into, uh, socioeconomic, um, what kind of buying behaviors do they have? And more recently, you know, the company that I come from, my, my legacy company was a company called Barometric, and we were sort of billed as a, an enhanced cross-environment attribution measurement solution. So Claritas acquired my company about three and a half, four years ago. And, and now, you know, again, leading the measurement team at Claritas, we're focused on, again, helping brands effectively measure their media investments, you know, whether it's audio, as we discussed, whether it's display, mobile, um, OTT, CTV, so connected TV, that's kind of the, the, the next big growth area that I see um, where we can apply this enhanced, uh, enhanced type of measurement. So that's where I'm, I'm focused. But the exciting part is that 
you know, we might be working with a client on measurement and then leverage other aspects of the Claritas business, audience identification, the ability to sort of target or activate against these, uh, these audiences that we've deemed um, are sort of the optimized or most, uh, most effective for their, uh, for their targeting. Um, so it's, it's, you know, combining and building sort of a true closed loop marketing solution where we can identify, we can deliver against these audiences, and then we can effectively measure and, and feed that loop back with sort of the optimizations and, and enhanced performance. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm excited to see where, where we go uh, this next year. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, again, fascinating stuff. Um, sort of some of the things that my candidates that I speak to in the ad tech space are always interested in is what's the next, you know, the next best thing, what's the growth space. And, you know, we've touched on a load of stuff there, whether it be audio privacy, contextualized targeting um, and, and performance measurement, all the rest of it. Yeah. So all really hot topics. Great. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, Omar, I think that's that's all we've got time for today. But I just want to thank you again for, for joining us. It's been it's been a pleasure to have you. No, thank you so much, Jacob. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity and uh, look forward to, to continuing the discussion as the as the year uh, goes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right. Take care. Great. That's us. Um, brilliant. Sorry. I, I know we have one more question, but I've actually. No, thought... that's fine. I hope I hope uh, I hope you 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 you're pleased with how it went yeah yeah no i am it was really really interesting i think you know from yeah what i said at the end i actually I, you know i meant it it's um some of those those spaces that you talked about are um yeah obviously like really current um and it's interesting to me to understand as well you know what what are the growth spaces because that's what you know people are looking for so when i work with companies i want to work with companies that are like you know offering something that is gonna be attractive to candidates um, exactly yeah well good yeah, stuff okay. i actually have to hop to a 10 30 call but uh jacob it was great to uh, connect um let me know hopefully you have a chance to connect with perry as well yeah um and um and then just you know let me know how i can help yeah sure thing well, i appreciate it i'll pop you a uh, copy of the recording over next week as well awesome have a great weekend jacob cheers bye-bye